I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me! I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. And here we are. We're live. Uh, how you doing, Nick? Hi, I'm Nick. <laughs> oh, you sound a little different today. Because I'm Nick. If In case you're not figuring it out on your own, that's obviously not Nick. What are you talking about? It's me, Nick. I am like maybe 5'11 or so. I have brown eyes. Does Nick have brown eyes? Do I have brown eyes? Well, he's not 5'11. You're not 5'11. He's like closer to 6, 6 blonde, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, wow, good for him. But anyway, that's actually not... Before we... Hold on. This is spoiler alert. Hey. It's our moving picture podcast, in case you didn't know. I'm Eric, and this is Louie, not Nick. I'm Louie. Uh, host of a very spooky podcast. Podcast and just general clown. Clown of the Clowns. My, uh, uh, my partner in crime. My lover. My lover. My... Yeah, we fuck. You got nothing to say to that? Hi, everyone. We have sex. Yeah. I'm not a virgin. No. I can, oh, I can tell you that much. He's not a virgin. Oh, he virgin. All right. So I'm guessing on this podcast. I'm just going to take a lead here because <laughs> I feel like I need to. I'm guessing on this podcast. Wait, hey. No, 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 no. You don't take the lead. I take the lead. Why can't I take a lead? Because it's my podcast. Fine, whatever. Yes. They're guesting on the podcast because um, Nick is moving back to LA Woo. and asked me if... We could take a little hiatus, but I don't want to leave anyone hanging, you know, without us for like a month or so. So I figured I'd have some some guests fill in for the time being, keep uh, the forward momentum. You know, we have now four or five fans. Uh, Fuck yeah! We went from three. Hell yeah! So we gotta keep we gotta keep boosting those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. We want to get to at We're least. We're gonna get them up. We're getting them up. Yep. And uh, Louie was so gracious to join me today and talk about a movie that we watched last week. Uh, Godzilla versus Dong. Godzilla versus Dong. <laughs> Dongzilla, bro. Dongzilla. Fucking, uh, uh what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. So, my experience, uh, I host a, well, we're not weekly right now because of a transitional period and adjusting to being separate because we typically were recording in person, but I'm the co-host, writer, and producer of a very spooky podcast. We usually talk about true crime, ghosts, demons, aliens, um abductions anything anything oh cryptids cryptids we did the mothman um so this is a little bit out of my wheelhouse but um i think i'm gonna bring something really silly and special a little bit more kind of like gay femme energy to this podcast because usually it's just a sausage party on here so speak for yourself (laughs) yeah i mean you're out of your wheelhouse by the way you got the job because that was like an interview thing. You were like, my experience. Uh, so I'm, I'm a co-host. Uh, I do this. I do that. You have the job. Wow. Yeah. I got the job. I'm not, I don't have to kick you off three minutes into our episode. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll have to update my LinkedIn. Recorded one episode of Spoiler Alert. Yep. I now am experienced in the field of podcasting. I'm a fucking CEO. I'm a C- I am the CEO of podcasts. The CPO. Chief podcast officer. Yes. All right, that's my title. Um, but we, uh, yeah. So Louis filling in. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's You're gonna welcome. be different. Uh, been meaning to get you on the podcast for 
a little while, but with, I think we were supposed to do an episode a couple months ago and I forget what happened. Uh, was it? I think Nick was scared of COVID or me. He might've been scared of me. I think he was scared of you. You guys hadn't formally met yet and uh, we didn't know if you were real. <laughs> he was afraid I was going to call him dumb. That's exactly it. Now you guys, it. now you guys are besties. Yeah. And... Uh, when Nick gets out here, we're going to do, we're going to finally have our, our threesome. <laughs> yes. I'm excited for our threesome. That's yeah. going to be so much fun. Uh, we're going to do the, we're going to do the movie we were hoping to do, but we'll get to that later on. But for today, it's Godzilla versus Kong. Strictly, strictly monkey episode. Kong's big monkey versus the lizard large guy. Lizard. Lizard dude. Team monkey. Um, before that, I guess just let the people know, cause I know, cause I see you every minute of every day. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm currently uh, going on day six, no cigarettes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been a big change in my life. Um, finally moving past, you know, being a little smoky delinquent and I got to get healthy. So that's where my head is. Real been. adult stuff. Real adult stuff. I'm, I'm vaping now. Very adult. I just hit the whole, all of our listeners with a cloud. Smells pretty good. It does. It's better, kind of better than your cigarettes. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I would. I can agree with that because okay. cigarettes. I don't want to offend. Okay. I never know how to tackle that. Like cigarettes are bad. Fuck you, asshole. I love them. I mean, I do love cigarettes. I'll always love cigarettes mm -hmm. in like a nostalgic way. But like, yes, they are stinky. They're very stinky. And I, I will that. say they didn't. It, you never bothered me enough. Like with like the smell it never really was bad with you but like there's some people out there that like will smell horrible well i think that's also because i smoked mostly menthols for a long time and also you you were very like you would go outside and you like i don't know there was just there's a way that some people will like smoke versus well i don't think menthol smell as bad as non-menthol cigarettes that's true that is true like that's i from... maybe i'm wrong but or if it's an opinion or a fact i don't know but i generally think that that non uh, non-menthol cigarettes smell way worse than menthol cigarettes do I'll fill in for Nick today. This episode is brought to you by menthol. <laughs> this, uh, this episode is sponsored by Marlboro. No, uh, just menthol. Just Marlboro. We couldn't get Marlboro. We got menthol. <laughs> just, just, just menthol. Just menthol. Just like menthol. Like the substance menthol. Yes, we're just sponsored by menthol. Does that have the power of sponsorship? We'll find out next week. Okay, well, when we don't get paid, don't say I didn't warn you. When we get paid? <laughs> uh... I do. You're not even the real host and <laughs> you get paid more than I do. But all right, let's, uh, why don't we jump in a little bit? Cause we're, we're going off the rails already. Wow. We're going but, off the uh, rails. I know you listen occasionally. So you, you kind of understand. I'm our, familiar. Yeah. Uh, great fan. Appreciate it. I am. I'm a good fan. I'm your number one fan. And Thank look you. at me. Thank you. I, um, I made it to the show. Yeah. You're, you've, you've, you've done exactly what everyone dreams of with their favorite, like, show or tv or pod, pod or show movie or podcast yeah. you were a fan who has graduated to being involved in that said show movie or podcast yeah wow it's really amazing to be here you've achieved your dream and now there's nothing else to do nope might so, as well kill myself here on spoiler we do not endorse suicide <laughs> <laughs> don't kill yourself 
You're so sexy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. You're so sexy. But we like to usually, you know, we Nick and I will talk about what we watched. I'll talk about what we watched. Nick will say, oh, well, I watched something three weeks ago that he'll talk about because he doesn't watch things. Um, you usually watch things with me. So I figured we would talk about a movie we watched the other night, a movie that, you know, now has a place in my heart. It's called The Collector. Oh, The Collector. We, uh, in case anyone doesn't know, The Collector is, I think came out in 26. 20, no, the first one was 2009, and then The Collection was 2012, I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, yeah, 2009. Um, the Collection's the sequel, but we'll just talk about The Collector, because I think The Collector was the better one. Like, I like the universe of The Collector, though. Like, I feel like you can tie them both into each other. And also, 2009, what a time to be alive. That's crazy, though, because this movie... Like, Barack Obama just got in office. Like, that's crazy. And then The Collector came out. And then The Collector Barack came. Obama gave us The Collector. Barack Obama is The Collector. We never see who he is. We never. So. Have you ever seen The Collector and Barack Obama in the same room? That's, Riddle me that. That's true. Because I haven't. We should start the, we should start just like a, like a Twitter thread of like reasons why, reasons why Barack Obama and The Collector might be the same. I think so. I think we have to make a, like a Twitter conspiracy thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, though, The Collector is a 2009 horror film. It's written by Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, who I think wrote Saw 4, 5, 6, maybe? They the, definitely the, the, did the, something the, 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 the latter Saw movies. I enjoyed the first one a lot more than the second one, but I like the second one because it gets goofy. Like, yeah. it gets really ridiculous. Yeah. The first one, what we can talk about with the first one is you and I both said to each other, or Liz, I said to you, you agreed that the first, like, 15 minutes of that movie were absolutely abysmal like to the point where like we thought we were in the in for a bad movie yeah. we were thought we were going to enjoy like a bad movie and then it like switches and all of a sudden becomes like a good movie which i think that that's because the first part was definitely added on yeah it was some sort of reshoot rewrite thing that they had going on but once you're past that first little hump you get like a right really, into a really it. tense home invasion movie that was really unique because it's not you're not really seeing someone who's having to deal with someone breaking into their house, but it's the person breaking into the house during another invasion. So yeah. it's almost kind of like the inception of invasion. And he still robs them. I like, know, it's great. He still... The whole family is murdered by the collector. Spoiler alert. Uh, um, I said it's, the name of the show. Well, but then a, he a, still it's... robs them. Like, <laughs> he still robs I know. them. One, he survived. Well, yeah, he survives. Yes, he does. And two, he makes out with Bank. Yep, he so, gets that rock or whatever so, the hell. Um... There's a lot of good gore. Mm -hmm. We've got intestines on the floor. There's lots of bugs. If you like bugs, this is a great movie for bug lovers out there. And um, the collector as a villain is actually genuine. spooky as fuck. Genuinely creepy. I like his design. His mask is really great. He's got these yeah. big, like, his, these, like he, black hole eyes. He like, looks like he's, like, on a ton of acid or some mm -hmm. sort of drugs that, like, make his eyes, like, reflective. At first, I thought he looked a little mutiny. Like, yeah. Like, but he's not. He's a human, because in the second one, you see him go uh what the hell was his name um arkin arkin <laughs> all-time character name by the way uh you see arkin go to the collector's house and essentially he's like i'm the collector now oh well, i'm the collector yeah now. and uh it's just a normal white dude and then the second <laughs> one opens with literally we're at a club you're at a club and everyone's you know getting lit loose and wild and then the collector is up on the rafters you see and then he just turns on this turbine that literally slaughters the whole club in like one go yeah it's the collector the 
the collection was like that's the collection the collection was like we got more money let's we're go gonna, crazy we're gonna go crazy and i think what is that that's got to be like 40 to 50 people just more than that you he think? mowed those motherfuckers right, down let's say 100 yeah like 100 100 people die in the beginning of the collection like where is like 15 four minutes. die in the collector yeah <laughs> it's so just he goes hog wild in the collection the one thing i'll say about the collection that i just thought of is um in the collector there's a little girl yeah. What happens to the little girl? I think it's assumed that she's, I mean, her whole family dies, so I think it's assumed she just goes into, like, foster care. Did she make it out at the end? Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, she, I... like, the cops took her and she was safe. Oh, but okay. I, you know, at that point, her parents are That's dead. That's true. All right, all right. Her sister's dead. What if oh, she... there's some good fucking in the collector. There's a pair of tits. In the, in the collector, remember when the, the the teenage daughter comes home? Oh with her yeah! Hands, and then the collector is like watching, and he's getting all horned up, like watching. Oh yeah, it all no, go down. all time sex scene, and he's just sitting there all freaky. And then she sees him, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, wait, I got to kill you now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice tits. Time to murder. Yeah, the other thing I want to say, obviously, Louie and I recommend Collector. Yeah. And Collection, honestly, I think there's a third one that was supposed to be called The Collected, which it's weird because that this is just going to turn into a trilogy like yeah. and it feels like not a lot of people talk about it and i feel like it's it's up there in terms of like genre horror like no, the first definitely... one's definitely should be higher up in terms of like when it's referenced to like solid modern horror movies i think the collector should be up there because it's a lot better than i think people give it credit for i agree i think maybe you know what i'll say there's probably a lot of people who start that first 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the movie and are like, well, this sucks. And I was thinking to almost turning you and saying like, cause we were going to go between that and another movie that we watched actually the other night. Which and we'll I, talk about in a second. We can. I wasn't going to. Why not? All right, let's we're do here. it. We're here. Let's talk uh, about it. We got to fill the time somehow. Yeah. I was going to turn to you and say, why don't we turn it off and watch the other one? And no, I'm gl- didn't. But I'm glad I didn't because something that i'm very stubborn about is i have to finish a movie even if i start it and you're very you're along for the ride even if it's bad you're like let's just go for it i just feel like i feel like i might as well see it through as Mm -hmm. opposed to like cutting it off because then it's like why did i just waste 45 minutes i might as well see it through for the second 45 minutes i've come this far and it rocked like it was like it was worth it so honestly my thing is i think on your first view you should watch the whole movie because you need to see that drastic shift yeah. of quality. Yeah. The next time I ever watch The Collector, I might just start it right when he gets to the house. That's fair. Because I feel like you don't need that first. Really? All it's there for is for exposition. But it, even that, like, it doesn't do a good job because you genuinely, I cared more about Arkin as a character, just seeing him get to the house and being, like, a thief who gets, like, basically fucked over by, like, oh, shit, of course, I I break into the house <laughs> where a serial killer is murdering a family already. What are the odds? So, like, that to me was more investing than just, like, I don't know. One, like, in the whole movie, the daughter is just a bad actress, and they try to give her, like, they try actress. to give her, like, an arc, and it's just, you don't really care. I get it, arc, arcin. But you don't really, hey. you don't really care, and I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to watch it for the first time, you got to watch the whole movie, because it's, I have never seen a movie. I've seen a movie that's fallen apart in the last 15 minutes because the ending was reshot. I've never seen a movie where the beginning. It's like they fell up the stairs. Yeah. Like this one was like almost. And then honestly, I feel like the collector is a little 
crazier and lackluster because I feel like the filmmakers had a really good home invasion movie that Mm -hmm. they were kind of forced to write more. And then when the collection came out, they had to write a whole story. Yeah. And it just got goofy. Yeah, it definitely was just like a little bit cornier Yeah, Yeah, but like it's still, you're going to be entertained. You're going to have fun with it. And I'm excited to see like the collected, which is like, I'm assuming will be Arkin just... I don't know what happens there. Torturing the collector, which we'll kind of sounds... have to find out. Um, and then we watched... Uh, well, hold on. The last thing I want to say about the collector... Oh, okay. Is um, the original script was titled The Midnight Man, and something... <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but the, 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 mid, the thing that we noticed right away, especially with these guys being involved with Saul was that they they shopped it as a prequel. Mm-hmm. And the Collector and Jigsaw do have a lot of similarities to both, like, the way that they um, create their traps and also the way that, like... John Kramer is... A, but what I'll say about that, though, is, like, if it was supposed... Like... It would it, No, it doesn't work because John Kramer's whole thing is that he's there to... Like, he doesn't necessarily want people to die. Well, no, like, he's doing it because he's trying to create... He's trying to teach lessons. Exactly. Where the collector is just like... A psychopath. I need bodies. Yeah. Like, give yeah. me the bodies. Yeah. Which makes me think that originally it probably... The, the first draft of the script was probably John Kramer. Mm. And then they changed it to a whole new... I like the idea of it being called the Midnight Man, because that's when I call my cat. <laughs> the Midnight Salem is... The Midnight Man. Um, man of the Night. But yeah, Collector, Collection, they're on Shudder right now. Yes. I highly recommend them. And then speaking of Shudder, the other movie we watched was... Hell House, LLC. Which is apparently another trilogy. We're just finding all these horror trilogies that we're going to ride out. I personally love horror movies. Mm -hmm. I love good horror movies. I love bad horror movies. We also watched The Empty Man, which was one of the best horror movies uh, I've seen in a minute. The Empty Man, that was the one we probably should have let off with. That's fine. That one's a good, that one's, that one rocked. That one rocked my socks off. Yeah, that literally one of the better horror movies that's come out now. It's, um, that's got... Watch The Empty Man. Just fucking watch it. That's one I don't want to talk about because I feel like the more people go into that not knowing that the first 30 minutes are like not even the movie. Just go fucking watch the movie. Um, We watched Hell House LLC though. Hell House LLC was a lot of fun. I personally really love found footage films. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a good one. It was up there with the... the, uh, I love... Grave Encounters is probably my favorite Mm -hmm. found footage film. But like it blows shit like paranormal activity out of the fucking water. I think create... I think the... The more low budget you get with found footage, the more creative the filmmakers are. And this movie felt very, very low budget, but they were so creative in the way that they presented atmosphere. The way the the even that shot, the one shot I think of is when he goes up to the clown guy, mm, the clown mm-hmm. mannequin, and it's just like it just he looks away, turns back, and it's just turned staring at him. But yeah. like, there's no jump scares. There's no there's no loud sounds. It's just literal like imagery yeah and there's just a lot of good and i like i personally like the way that like it's presented like this documentary that someone's making yeah and there's like it would it you would see the thing it would go back and it would show you the image because it felt very YouTube-y. yeah it felt like a youtube yeah. video in that way which they do they actually go into the whole like this is a youtube video that we're presenting you and it like authenticity was a thing i thought of and i'm i i was reading a little bit about hell house llc two and three and like i think that they start to like they go more into lore and they're not as good, obviously. But mm. like that's usually what happens with horror sequels. But like this as a standalone horror movie to me was so much fun. Like yeah. it was like it was just it, it genuinely un- unnerved me a lot. Like I I was really into the story. Um, I think they create a good world, and I know that you I know you really like found footage, and um, 
I feel like found footage can be really... It's It can be really hit or miss. Because it can be, really, it can really be gimmicky. But this didn't feel like a gimmick. This felt like... No. It felt like a storytelling device that they used to it, their advantage. Whereas, like, movies like, um... Of, like, a real gimmick. I mean, like, even, like, the later, latter paranormal activities feel almost... Oh, like, yeah. 100%. They're just, like, to the point where, like, they don't need to be found footage. But they are just because it's... Just... Brand nice. name. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, I love horror movies. If you love horror and being spooky... Come check out my podcast. I was of course, gonna... I get on here and I'm like, horror movies. We're if I'm doing movies, they gotta be spooky. Well, because we had to do movies that we watched or we did what we watched. We watch movies together, and 90 percent of them are horror movies because that's your that's the genre that I like to like watch movies with you with because it's your you enjoy them as much as I do. So yes, I do. Um, but Hell House LLC is another one I recommend. We've only seen the first one, but we'll probably watch the second, third one in the next you know couple weeks probably probably next couple days because i know us but (laughs) and yeah it's a good one um anything else you got to say about either of those movies or should Uh, we jump into uh just you recommend them hold on yeah i mean yeah check them out like go for it man but uh, i thought there was one other thing i wanted to say about hell house um I don't know. Anyway. You didn't have anything actually to say. You were just doing a bit? No. Well, it was a little bit of a bit. I did have a thought that I think kind of got ran over at a certain point. I'm sorry. That was probably... Yeah, stop speaking over me. Am I... I'll look up LLC. Maybe try to try to wet your whistle. Get you... LLC? No, it just... Was it a scene you liked or was it something specifically you were thinking about or... <sighs> the main guy? Was that who you want to talk about? The guy behind the camera? Because he was great. He was fun. I don't... Mm, I... Um... I don't remember. We can just move on. Are you sure? Yeah. So nothing else to say about Hell House? Should no. Good to move on? No, fuck it. Breaking news. Breaking uh, news. Oh, yeah. Um. So we're going into news. And I had some stories picked out, but I want to talk to you about something first that I just was reading about while um we were in a little break. So there is apparently a Kickstarter or something, and I'm just going to pull up the... It's about a new streaming device counts the viewers in the living room or any room that you're watching in where they will so like instead of you buying like we rented promising young woman Mm -hmm. or i rented promising young woman instead of playing like a flat rate to watch a movie which already it's 20 dollars to rent these movies in theaters so like it's already relatively expensive two people usually split the cost so it's like the normal price for a ticket now what they're trying to do is it'll count you It'll count, like, say there's three people in a room and me and you bought tickets. Well, there's, like, a little robot that they're yeah. going to want you to buy. Buy a robot to pay more money to watch movies? Well, no, it's not a robot. It's 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 a literal streaming device with a camera on it. That, That's what I that, mean. That will, like, it's a robot. Yeah, it scans your body, and it'll essentially read, I guess, the heat in the room will dictate, like, one or two. Like, say it's me and you and Leanne. Leanne didn't buy a ticket, but you and I did. If Leanne tries to watch the movie with us, it will pause the movie until Leanne buys the ticket in order to unlock the movie. So essentially what it's doing is it's trying to replicate a theater device at home, which is what streaming does already that you pay for. So essentially it's all fucked. I don't want no robot in my house seeing how warm I am. Or, like, what if you, like, walk through a room? Or, like, what if you put a mannequin in the room? Or, like, what is it going to pick up the dog, the heat from the dog? Does the dog have to pay to watch the movie, too? It, 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 uh, this is the dumbest I'm, idea ever, and I hate it. 
I hate it a lot. Get rid of it. I don't like it. I'm trying to see if it explains how this works. It, it doesn't, which is why executives from Warner Brothers, Sony, Paramount, Vizio, which is a TV company, which means that the TVs will eventually have this device in it is what they're talking about. I don't about. like this. CBS and Universal have joined the team to develop and launch launch venues. So what it sounds like is it's gaining enough traction from the industry that it's going to eventually take over us being able to... We're on to something here with this whole streaming becoming a little bit more streamlined for us, whereas we can watch big movies at home now and also have the ability to go pay to go see it in theaters. That's fine. Now they're introducing an even other dynamic, which is going to completely fuck everything up, and it's just going to set everybody into it. Nobody's going to want to fucking pay for that shit, number one. That's just going to be, like, if they think that this is going to up their numbers in terms of sales, people are just not going to... No, it's going to have the complete opposite effect of of you wanting to rent movies, and it's just going to make pirating, which is already pretty up there in terms of, like, people doing now with all the movies being released... Everything will be pirated. No one will pay for movies anymore. It's going to complete... And like... Also, you all already make enough fucking money. Yeah, I you already make enough fucking money. I I don't mind paying for movies because it's something I love. And obviously, it's like part of my job. Yeah, but for example, like that new Disney movie, like Raya the Last Dragon. Like even if you had Disney Plus... I have to you pay have 30 You have to pay bucks. another $30 to watch that shit? Are you fucking kidding me? Which, Hell no. Which actually... You're not paying, you're paying $30 almost for like a three month gap of you having it for them to just re- to release it on Disney plus anyway. Yeah. So it's like, if like for me, I ran it, I got Mulan cause I was looking forward to Mulan and I was looking forward to Raya. Mulan to me was not worth the $30 where apparently Raya might be, but it's not like it's still not the movie. I will say that I will probably drop the 30 on is that new black widow movie only because I have genuine interest in that and I will buy it. But like, I can't do this every three months for movie. Like but make what it, is if even, it's what is even the, like, what is even necessary to charge people $30? Cause it's trying, it? it's trying, it's, it's trying to because cut. like, here's the thing. When you buy a ticket to see a movie at the theaters, yeah, it's going to be like probably the same amount of money that you spend on a streaming service per month, but you're all, they also have to put all that money into like concessions and like well, no, running they, the theater. No, they and, don't. Like, the th- so the concessions, the way theaters work is a concession. The concessions, how a theater makes money. The theater doesn't really get any of the ticket cost. So they're upping the price on this solely so that you get, they're getting, they want more money out of, it's essentially because they want more money. Yeah, Whereas they have to do a little bit of a percentage cut in terms of your, like a movie ticket. Whereas like with this, Disney's getting all that money to them because they don't have to go through different. No, no, I know, but it's just, no, it's it's stupid and fucked up and I hate it. And also in a time where like our economy is already failing. No one's going to watch this shit. If you've never noticed, the thing that happens with a lot of these corporations and movies is they make ideas because they think it sounds cool on paper and it'll backfire. They do this all the time, even when... Also, I I just don't want... I don't want some robot, like... Mm -hmm. In my house with a camera I tried, looking at me. I tried Xbox. Showing kit. some company how many people are in my fucking house. Fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. That's weird as hell. That's dystopian as fuck. I'm angry. I'm angry. <laughs> Folks, we're angry. I'm angry. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. None of the devices I have currently have this idea. 
and I'm assuming that the only way this would become a thing is if essentially they lock every single service that offers renting and they make you go buy this thing which okay so we need to strike well no that won't happen Boy, well i guess it would be boycott we, we need to boycott well that won't happen because because they're not no one's going to go out and purchase this because everyone's got fire sticks everyone's got something in their house already to where there would have to be something else a part of this to sell it because right now all it sounds like is why am i gonna go out and buy this yeah. device unless make me pay well more no un- unless the only way that this is going to become something is if studio big studios are like oh yeah no we're gonna put our movies on this device only in which case people will buy it and then it'll become a big thing so that's the only thing i'm scared of i'm never buying it i won't we're eat- not having one in our house i'm just saying right now yeah. i don't want them knowing who i have here i don't want them to know my body temperature you're very, you're 69 degrees every day. Exactly. I don't need them to see the curvatures of my body through this fucking heat-seeking lens that they want to put in my house. That's only me. I only see these curvatures. Exactly. And even aside from that, already, it's just I fucking he- creepy. I'm it's already, like Big Brother shit. I'm already the heat-seeking missile. I'm not even one of those people that really be like, oh, the government is doing this. I mean, even though, you know, I already think the government has too much power. That's a whole nother conversation. This isn't even but, the government. This is well, people no, who, no, but this I'm is saying, people like, who don't even... Well, corporations, especially. They shouldn't but, have any well, no, power. for sure. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is, like, I'm not typically one to, like, get too much in arms about it because I'm just, like, I I, I got bigger things to worry about. I got to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Like, <laughs> What are we but, having for dinner? No, just... I don't know. <laughs> this is just, there's something, like, really, really dystopian about it and just really money-grabby and just, like, gross and I really hate it. And I want it to fuck off forever. So that's my piece. The past year hasn't also been too... Theaters haven't been too keen on this whole streaming idea because it fucks movie theaters over. There is no way movie theaters would be happy about this becoming a thing because it, again, further removes them as a aspect of the film industry. Honestly, They're already struggling as it is, and this thing's just going to create so much more of an issue. And the If pa- I only had the option to like see a movie on one of those things or just go see it at a theater... You're going to go to a theater. I'm just going to go to a fucking theater. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm and also, that. also that shit this in my house. thing... This thing seems almost like, do you notice how there's always something, an event happens, like COVID, and everyone tries to come up with this new idea, and like, by the time this thing comes out, like, movie theaters will just be back. Like, yeah, so like, why so, even waste like, the time? Because they're going to try to do it because they're, everyone's like, well, what about the next COVID? What are we going to do? Hopefully we don't have another COVID, so hopefully we. this is, this is, this was like a once in a lifetime thing, but, like... I've the past year has changed my perspective on streaming versus theaters where like I think there's benefits to both and I'm not as like everything's got to be seen in a movie theater type guy but you know me movie theaters are like my favorite place in the world they bring me so much joy and this thing just makes me 10 times angrier because it's just going to it's it's solely there to remove to to hurt one aspect of a business that is is already struggling and, and impo- also just just the money grab of it all no, I'm just like, that's you're all, fucking gross yeah. you you literally you're already billion dollar movies are how mo- much fucking yeah. more money do you fucking need um yeah so uh this is two thumbs down from both of us yes this, Boo! this sucks um and honestly for news because like there's not a lot of news <laughs> that you and i necessarily really can talk about that just brought me down um a lot that just made me angry it's bullshit um i will say that 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple trailers that have come out this week. Uh, Suicide Squad trailer came out. Looks pretty good. Looks fun. Big shark man. Big shark guy eating people, voiced by Sylvester Stallone. That's a lot of fun. That's fun. Um, And yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little earlier. Black Widow's going to Disney Plus after being delayed for like two years. Isn't that fucking Scarlett Johansson? Mm -hmm. Fuck off. Louis not a Fuck fan of... Fuck off, ScarJo. And uh, the other news is uh, your other favorite, Gal Gadot. <laughs> Fuck All right, off, we, Gal Gadot. No, we've gone into this already with me and Nick. We, you, view the, you feel the same that I do. She's not even talented. But. She's an untalented fascist. But. This news that came out today was Cyborg's actor, Ray Fisher, who was great in the Justice League Snyder Cut. You enjoyed him a lot. You liked I Cyborg. did. I want Cyborg to have his own movie. Um apparently he released more in an interview with the hollywood reporter about the alleged hostile environment on the set of justice league which was like post Zack snyder leaving because mm. apparently Zack snyder the one thing i've heard about Zack snyder is like he's very he makes his environments fun to be in and like treats his his crew cast and crew like fucking people oh good and, like he's a good person whereas joss whedon's a piece of shit we've we've been very uh adamant on that on this podcast i mean how can you trust somebody whose name is josh what is josh joss it's j-o-s-s joss whedon um joss whedon fuck that that's a dumb name anyway he uh joss whedon um apparently one i mean he was just apparently him and jeff johns who was the head of dc films was very they weren't outrightly racist but they were it was pretty much directed towards ray fisher because he was a he was the only black member of the crew and like or of the of the main of six the cast. he wasn't the only black person well, in the movie but no i know what you mean like of the main cast yeah and um it felt like he was getting shorted out on like character and we obviously saw the final we we literally have fucking visual proof that joss whedon fucked cyborg up and in snyder's version he's the whole movie yeah so yeah. like it's and um apparently removing cyborg's backstory changed he said that if you remove cyborg's backstory it changes the entire character's representation we didn't apparently cut him off and said it feels like i'm taking notes right now and i don't take notes from anyone not even robert downey jr who is obviously one of the most profitable movie stars out there so he's just a pretentious fuck. also isn't this guy like a fucking pedophile no he's just done a lot of shitty things he's never outrightly i don't think he's assaulted anyone or done anything that but didn't he, like, sexually harass, like... Yeah, a lot of... He told a pregnant woman, like, basically, lose her baby or you lose your job. Like, there's a lot of bad okay, shit. Okay, so Joss Whedon is a... Yeah, he's, he's black. Cunt. He's, he's a, yeah. just a huge cunt. Um, We don't really know how he's gotten... Like, there's those, there's those, like, filmmakers and stars who have so much evidence against them that somehow, weirdly, just, like, gate by, as opposed to, like, the people who, like, big thing comes out and, like, all of a sudden, like, that person will never work again. Joss Whedon's weirdly just kind of... Yeah, why hasn't of, he been, like, straight up fucking canceled? He has, like, called, like, six times. I know, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is, like, yeah. obviously... I mean, that's another thing about cancel culture is that it isn't actually real, so... No, it's anyway. very hit and miss. It's, it, it's, it's mostly there to appease whoever's the one making the... Whoever's, like, trying to cancel someone. It's there solely as, like, look, it's popular to cancel this person now, whereas, like, it's... Well, it's, it's literally account- not real. Accountability is, is important, and this guy had never was held accountable because he directed things like The Avengers, which everyone loved. That's why. Because he kept getting these things that people liked. And I really liked the first Avengers movie. I think it's a good movie. But I think Joss Wayne's a piece of crap. So, like, it's, 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 
it's now I look at it like that. I'm like, it kind of hurts the movie because I'm like, well, that guy apparently is a piece of shit. So he, yeah, I hope he gets hit by a bus. Um, Joss claimed that we didn't clash with every star in the film and Gal Gadot, who we have our issues with, but apparently took her complaints to multiple Warner Brothers execs uh, due to her negative feelings about the rewrites. Whedon reportedly threatened to harm her career and made Gadot record lines she disapproved of. Joss was bragging that he's had it out with Gal, said an anonymous source. He told her he's the writer and she's going to shut up and say the lines and he's he can make her look incredibly stupid in this movie, which he did. So, like, I think... We go. We we have our issues. I mean, with- I think Gal Gadot did that. Uh, I think, regardless of Joss Whedon uh, interfering, she would have looked dumb. But no, uh, from the standpoint of her being a woman, well, yes, it's, uh, but- it's definitely like high key misogyny right there. Like mm-hmm. pretty much shut up. Oh no, he wrote uh, Joss Whedon. One of the most infamous things he's done, and I'll actually show this to you later when we're not recording. He wrote a Wonder Woman script in like two thousand three or something. And it's known for being incredibly sexist. Like, that's why it didn't get made. It was, it was like, completely just, like, it was, like, an anti-women Wonder Woman movie. Which what, I, is Wonder Woman just, like, sucking dicks No, apparently it's really, like, it's, it's, she's treated more as an object than, which, when oh, you, that's wa- awesome. when you watch the Justice League Joss version, she's very, the camera lingers a lot in aspects of her body, whereas the Zack Snyder one, and I know you have your issues with her, but you can say at least she's viewed... The Amazonians are viewed as powerful women. Oh, yeah. Whereas not in the original no, one. No, I they're, like they're, the Amazonians. Yeah. I just hate Gal Gadot. I know. It's the, but, the, like, but that's the thing, is it's the difference between like someone who obviously is trying his best to, as a male, to showcase strong women, not like the usual strong women thing where it's like, I must rely on a man, but I'm strong. Whereas, like, no, these women are just like... Ant, like fuck dudes like we're just gonna kick ass and well take... i mean that's that's you know the that's difference just... between like the heavily sexualized male gaze mm-hmm. and giving women the agency to have mm-hmm. strength in their own no performances. and that's why i'm very pro snyder because i think he does a good job of that in his movies i think he does give women a lot of like i think the room to to just be people and not just viewed as this Lady is shitty with big honkers and nice tight ass go boom boom yes lasting and then we'll uh, we'll jump into our main topic this is so funny because i don't think this podcast is used to like someone being like a total like fuck that shit no you said fuck more than we've ever said fuck on this pod and i love it i just that's how i talk i know you are my favorite fucker thank you <laughs> fisher also brought up the issue of multiple people including whedon pushing for cyborg's booyah catchphrase oh but no, but apparently, like, it didn't, it doesn't fit. It, it doesn't fit tonally, but yeah. I just think of, like, it, Teen he's, Titans. No, booyah. he says it in, in the Justice one, and it's very, like, booyah. Like, oh, it's very, like, No, so yeah. you can't do it like that. Yeah. Because Fisher didn't want to say it, because he's like, this feels really tacked it on. Did, no, it just, um, for the tone and that version of no. Cyborg as a character, I it's can, just not. I can tell Ray Fisher was really passionate about Cyborg, because his performance in the movie was, was great. Yeah, so you can tell, like, they should have, one, they should have not hired Joss Whedon. They should have hired someone who was going to be smart and be like, no, this guy is the main piece of our movie. Yeah. Same with Ezra Miller's The Flash, because he sucks in the original one, and I liked him in this one. So mm-hmm. it's, but, 
Um, Fisher says that then co-chairman of DC Films, John Berg, said, this is one of the most expensive movies Warners has ever made. What if the CEO of AT&T has a son or daughter, and that son or daughter wants Cyborg to say booyah in the movie, and we don't have a take of that? I could lose my job. <laughs> Fisher then alleges that Whedon taunted him after he agreed to say the line. Apparently, Joss Whedon, like, bullies crew. Like, apparently, like, the fact that he's made it this long, um, Jeff Johns repeatedly told uh ray fisher that we can't make joss mad like we like he almost has this like power diamond like a, it's almost like a toxic abusive overlord yeah, type what deal. the fuck fucking um, narcissist and ray fisher has been very adamant about coming out and saying like you know be a- accountability versus first entertainment like he's very like people need to be held accountable the fact that he is a a, a black actor who is it's very hard for and it's wrong that black actors who speak up about themselves essentially get blacklisted right away, whereas white actors can do what they want. So he's uh, very commendable for doing this because, and I think it's going to benefit because I think now that the, the it's shifted from, from what it was to now it's very like, no, people need to be held accountable, which is great. Um, but apparently what happened was he's also said like, I won't make another DC movie if Walter Hamada, who runs uh, Warner brothers, I think, um, or runs DC films, is uh running it he said like i won't do it so uh cyborg was written out of the upcoming flash movie and apparently what happened was like they tried to frame it as a cameo even though he was going to be on set for two weeks just so they could pay him less because they didn't want to pay him more because you know so it sounds like there's a lot of fun issues at warner brothers right now and he's like and and then he said the last thing was if i can't get out accountability at least i can make people aware of who the fuck they're dealing with no i yeah, mean so I, like, at the very fucking yeah. least and i would love as like obviously i strive to direct i want to do stuff and i would love to work with ray fisher like he yeah, just seems what? like he's a great actor he's very seems like he's a very down-to-earth dude and like it's fucked up like yeah, this is just it's just up. wrong that like I'm one I'm very glad that for all the Snyder Cut memes and everything it's great that Ray Fisher was finally able to like have his performance that he put work into shown to the world like that's a thing that was so cool about it but yeah um that's honestly that's the last thing that I really had on this so we can close out this segment by saying fuck Joss Whedon all my (laughs) me and all my homies hate Joss Whedon period yeah and um even he's gone to say the last thing was, I don't want them excommunicated from Hollywood, but they should not be in charge of hiring and firing people because they obviously don't have that. And that's just him saying, like, being a genuine Well, he's person. trying to be, like, gracious with it, but honestly, in my opinion, no, no, I said, that's, yes, yeah, excommunicate yeah, 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 their yeah, ass. No, Get the fuck. Yeah. We don't need this shit. No, there's plenty, there's plenty of people who would be willing to, who are smarter than these guys to know Better that. Better at their jobs, kinder yeah. people, like. That's all we ask for. Like, just be nice. Just be a good person. Literally, don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah, and it seems like... It jo- costs zero dollars and zero fucking cents out of your mm-hmm. a huge, massive budget to not be an asshole. It's free. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? So, yeah, um, obviously very, very shitty that Ray Fisher had to go through that, but I'm glad that at least it seems like there's... It seems like it's it, him speaking up is making an impact. It's definitely making an impact because I think... And it sucks because it might be at the expense of his ability to be able to be cyborg more. But I don't think it means that he's never going to get another job. I think he's. I think people will gladly hire him. So that's our news. Obviously, uh, with Louis here, it turned into very just us 
talking about um, how many issues there are with capitalism. That's totally how we got to... That's I'm the, emboldened! Yes. Why don't we jump into our main topic, which is we're going to discuss the movie of the week! Did the monkey just talk? We need Kong. The world needs him. Godzilla will come for him. It would be a death sentence. Godzilla vs. Kong. In theaters and on HBO Max the exact same day. Rated PG-13. I know Gia is only a child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. And we need Kong. Here we go. This won't end until one of them submits. Are you sure the monkey's gonna survive this? It's us I'd worry about. Oh my god! It's so massive. Godzilla versus Dongzilla. That was the movie. That was the one I watched after. Dongzilla? What is that? Some sort of like low budget porno? Yes. Of Godzilla. But it's just like, no, it's just a guy in a, it's like the guy in the Velociraptor or Velocipaster suit, but he's just got a huge dick. I would watch it. I would too. I would jerk off to it. Um,. Godzilla vs. Kong is the 2021 monster movie, obviously. Um, it is the fourth film in the MonsterVerse, which um, you actually watched. Uh, I saw a good amount of I them. I think you've seen all of them with me. Because I think there, was, there was, a, was one I didn't see. Did you not watch Godzilla? You didn't really watch Godzilla 2 that much. Yeah. Um, which you didn't really miss on. That's my least favorite. But um, I did like it more this time. Than I did the last time I saw it because I didn't really like it the first time. This time I thought it was a little more entertaining. Um, maybe I just had a stick up my butt last time. Yeah, get that stick out of your butt, Eric. Um, but uh, it's a sequel to that, and then Kong Skull Island, which is um, I loved it. I loved Kong Skull Island because we had John C. Riley, mm-hmm. who is the jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, gem also survives angel. the whole movie. Awesome that they didn't kill the comedic timing guy. Like he actually yes. makes it to the end. Yes. Like that's that's, that's had a, a great death scene. Actually, had a, had a few. I had a great, but specifically the one yeah. where the guy's like about yeah. to sacrifice himself and just like does it for no reason. It's so funny. I was actually reading the other day. Um, the director of that was like talking about that moment because it blew up again on Twitter and said like it was really funny to see how like half of the audience was like shocked and the other half was laughing because it was oh just, like, it was so funny. Yeah. Um, but uh. Yeah, no, Kong Skull Island is is really really good because it's like, and same with Godzilla versus Kong, which I'll, when we get into it is like because they don't they don't rely on the humans because they understand that you you're not there to see the human characters, mm-hmm. but they they're there so they're gonna make the most of the what they can. And well, they just... actually, you know, I think there were important human characters in this one, particularly the the little girl. Well, that's the thing. The Godzilla versus girl. Kong was the best one in terms of the, even like Kong Skull Island treated the humans more as disposable because yeah. it was a deconstruction on them like basically saying like no we don't care about the humans and like it was also a deconstruction on war and it was supposed to get into like the vietnam shit and everything because it was a vietnam movie mm-hmm. but this one godzilla versus kong was so cool because it figured out a way to both give us everything we wanted which was just an hour of straight lizard monkey Smash, fight yeah crash boom bash um and but also what it did was it 
it gave us humans where like it didn't try to over explain things mm -hmm. it gave it it made kong the protagonist of the movie yes i really enjoyed it i love him i love kong i love his spirit and like how mm -hmm. big and like fucking strong he is but then he's so sweet and mm -hmm. gentle and then the relationship with the little girl yeah and they just speak they speak sign language yeah. together and also big ups on them for actually casting um a deaf actor mm -hmm. uh to play her because we need like you know we should be hiring disabled actors mm -hmm. to play disabled characters and she was also so good like she was she was so, no she was great yeah, she, she was great her job. and kong were the heart of the movie and that's what made the movie that's why i think this is both the best of the four and also just like probably one of the better monster movies that have come out in a while just because it like it understood what it was mm -hmm. and also big props because um it's directed by Adam Wingard, who we've seen You're Next. We've seen, um, I've seen The Guest. You saw Half and Fell Asleep. <laughs> but uh, it's it, that's in my top 10 all time. Like, I love that movie so much. He did the sequel to Blair Witch, which I actually, um, I like the Blair Witch one, actually. the I thought it was entertaining. I saw the sequel when I was like, no, 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 no. The one, the found footage one. Oh, the original Blair Witch? The, the other one. The one, the one where it's them in the woods, the mythology, and... Oh, we did saw... we watch that together? Mm-hmm. Bro, my memory is shot. Yeah, no. It's the one where, it's the one with, uh, where the drone and everything, and they go, they take, like, they have the little... Right, yeah. right, okay. I like that one. That one got mixed reviews, but I thought that one was pretty, pretty good. Um, His Death Note movie, not great. Yeah, I um, good things about that. And, but he's, he's, he did a lot of the VHS and VHS 2, uh, I think he helped produce it. The first VHS he did, he was pretty much like, he was an editor, a director of photography, um, and he was just a lot of those movies where, like, he was essentially a part of a mumblecore movement, which was, like, which is just a bunch of, like, indie directors who got together and, like, with Greta Gerwig and all those, like, the Duplass brothers and all those people who, like, were, um they would improvise a lot of their dialogue, but he kind of figured out he wanted to do more horror and action shit. So he moved more towards like you're next. And it's crazy that like someone who's so into, who was so independent, like, um, landed such like a big friend. And he's six yet. and he's, and it's like, it was good. Yeah. Cause usually it's hard for the, what Hollywood likes to do is they like, like an independent director to have like one, one good movie. And then they'll swoop him up and give him another one um right off like some indie hit which like going from a movie that's like five million dollars where most of it is like you had to pay for your location whereas it's like 250 million it's hard yeah it's a lot of money and it's a lot of shit and it's like you're figuring out how to direct against the post-production you're figuring or with a cgi you're figuring out how to do this how to do that and like the fact that he's strike like doing well and like this movie was actually really really good like it just it one it gives me a lot of hope like mm -hmm. <laughs> that i can make it and also it's just um it was just i don't know it was just it was two hours of really entertaining shit that i didn't have to think about but i cared a lot about yeah i agree with that i agree with that statement it made me really happy um i was actually having a rough week last week and i remember we watched it, it like i think it fixed me <laughs> it fixed like, me. Um, <laughs> I personally just enjoyed, um, I love the smashing and the crashing. I'm a huge are... fan of dinosaurs and dinosaur type creatures. So I was having a really good time. Like when they got mm -hmm. to Middle Earth or core of the Earth. Middle Earth. Where the fuck were they? Was it Middle Earth? No, it was, um, 
the the hole in the ground. That's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, when they get in there and there's all these fucking dinosaurs everywhere, I was like, this is awesome. Loving the dinosaurs. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. Yeah, which Whatever. is essentially just like an inverted uh, gravitational pole. Yeah. Which like... Yeah, and that whole no, thing and cool. It, no, and it's cool because um, I didn't know a lot about that. And it turns out that like Hollow Earth is a real theory. Yeah. Like it's a... And so like it was really cool that like it, it goes into... Um, legit mythology and theories about like the earth and like well that's more of a scientific theory than it is like a mythological theory um but what they do what they did was actually cut out a lot of the the mythology of the monster verse and i think it made the movie better because it didn't it just it knew all right we're here to see these two big motherfuckers beat the hell out oh and i love the fucking what is the name of the actor who played the the podcaster Oh, Brian Tyree Henry. Love that. Love yeah. the whole podcast bit because look, what are we doing right He's now? He's so Brian Tyree Henry's awesome. He's I love really him. funny. But uh. that whole thing, like the whole conspiracy thing, was so mm-hmm. fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole like no, I, I don't drink tap water. No, like, it weirdly felt timely. Like it, oh no, yeah, it's like, very very timely. Like like with everyone just all of a sudden like, and I think I saw a tweet the other day that was like really funny. Was um, is Brian Tyree Henry Q? Like in real life? No, it was a joke. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I don't know. Scrap it! Scrap it! Anyway, um, no. The thing I saw was a tweet was like Brian Tyree Henry has graduated from that guy I really like to. Oh shit! That guy's in this movie now <laughs> <laughs> because you know he shows up in um, what was he? And he was in Widows. Widows. He was in If Beale Street Could Talk. He shows up in Joker for like five minutes, and he's really good. Uh, he plays the one dude that he goes to when he goes to the Arkham Asylum trying to get the files on his mother. He's mm-hmm. the guy behind that's just like, man, give me that fucking file back. <laughs> um, he shows up in he just he was in the Child's Play remake. Apparently, that was pretty solid. He, I think he plays the cop. Um, he's just he's been in and he's obviously on Atlanta. He's one of the leads of Atlanta, so he's really like that's where I know him from, and that's where I love him. He's Paperboy. Paper boy. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, but he was great. Oh, uh, I also heard he's um he's gonna be playing Pinkie Pie in the upcoming My Little Pony movie. Um, so that's really exciting. Was that a was that a lie? No, he's playing Pinkie Pie in the upcoming My Little Pony movie. But they're doing like an IRL, like it's not, it's it's a live action My Little Pony movie and he's going to be playing Pinkie Pie, which is fun because Pinkie Pie is a little bit more of a shy character. So we'll really get to see a different side of like his acting skills. I, I can't tell if you're actually lying or not. I am lying. Okay. That's right. not a real thing. All right. What the fuck? Because you made me just Google My Little Pony movie. Um, God, I'm brilliant. You are. Thank you for all you do for our pod. Yes, of course. Um... But yeah, I mean, we with the Hollow Earth shit, um, it didn't. It could have gone one or two ways. I think it could have been really, really shoehorned in and could have just been like, no, right, I liked good. it a lot. But no, but it, it it made sense. It also did well in explaining like, okay, this is actually where like Kong, Godzilla, this yes. is where they all come from, like yeah. this, and um, yeah, and then they just they give you an hour's worth of just pure carnage. True. And I thought it I thought it was a little funny that like towards the end with like Mecha Godzilla like going down, they were just like, Oh, we'll just dump some whiskey on the computer. 
No, that's it's like, no, it is really funny like, that that like. like right. But um, also like no, but that's the thing is about that too. Like sometimes it's funny when movies just come up really simple with simple like Chekhov's guns, which is the thing that like you present earlier in the movie, and then in the third act it comes back and it's a plot point and like mm. how that's like his wife's. That was the thing. Like I think his wife got it for him, yeah. and like. He said, like, if he ever feels like the world, if, like, if he drinks all of it, then, like, he knows that that's it. Yeah. And, like, it was funny that that was a thing that, like, I don't know. It's just, like, well, it's... like, my wife, she came back and saved the day. She was the collector. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then um, it had a pretty big cast. It had Alexander Skarsgård, who I actually have to say I really enjoyed that he didn't... He didn't try to be, like that typical wisecracking like hero character he knew what kind of movie he was in and he played up the goofy like aspect of Mm -hmm. it that's the thing a lot of the a lot of the actors in this movie understood like this isn't the godfather yeah they weren't taking it too serious yeah and they were having fun and i feel like that's why these movies end up working so well is when you understand what kind of movie you're in Mm -hmm. and realize like a lot of these people probably took the job because hell you probably getting paid a fuck ton but also like you gotta have some fun and like you're in a godzilla versus kong movie dude like it's it's fun and that's why i feel like this one works so well because like as much as i enjoy godzilla one I think it dips a lot when Brian Cranston dies. Yeah, and then it takes no, that was and, yeah, up. and then it takes and then it tries it takes it really seriously, and then Godzilla two doesn't as much. A Kong Godzilla two and then this one the most doesn't take it as seriously and just have fun with it. And I feel like that's what these movies gotta realize is like you can only get so much mileage out of a giant creature attacking yeah. a city, so you have to kind of just like it's dumb yeah like it's 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 dumb shit but it's like comic it, book shit but it's entertaining as all hell it is and they gave us hell. and it made me for 113 minutes have so much fun and that's literally all i wanted and like, we're not making requiem for a dream here we're making large monkey smash big lizard <laughs> like um uh yeah no it's just it's it was it was great um millie bobby brown showed up in it <laughs> millie bobby brown and uh yeah no it was just it's great it was it was i had so much fun yeah i did have a lot of fun watching it it just it uh, kind of took me out of the world for a bit and i was just it was just all my brain was all that was happening was big monkey smash big lizard and that sometimes that's just where oh I and they also it. give you what was it like not even 30 minutes in probably 25 minutes in they give you godzilla versus kong fighting first like they they don't wait they don't wait they didn't waste any time when it came to that that was that was the my favorite part about this movie was that it didn't it knew not to it moved at a pace where it felt like nothing in the movie was unnecessary or felt like filler it understood we gotta get from point a to point b we're just gonna go and it's also just like people are want to see this movie mm-hmm. to see the monsters fight so which a lot the of these movies fight. have that issue they yeah. don't they want to wait like the first godzilla i do like that it waits a lot to show you godzilla completely because it's like making him this mystical like like being where mm-hmm. but like godzilla's really in that movie for 15 minutes yeah. and that was what everyone goes oh that was the best part of the movie yeah. because we got a godzilla exactly so with this one 
they were like, fuck it. And apparently what Adam Wingard did was he was well, like... Well, it literally opens with Kong having like a Shrek moment. I know. I sent you that tweet earlier yeah. and I figured you'd like it. Um, But he... uh No, Adam Wingard... Zong... Z? Do you... Zong... Do you know how to pronounce that? It's a <coughs> Chinese name, I think. Zhang... Zhang Zihi? Z? Zhang... Probably Zhang... Sang Z, Sang Z, Sang Z. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Sang Z, uh, who was in Godzilla two. Um, you might want to restart that sentence because we just spent like okay. a good thirty um, seconds. The actress, okay. The actress Zhang Z, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, who was in Godzilla King of the Monsters and was supposed to be in Godzilla vs Kong. Um, uh, was supposed to have a pivotal role. They cut her out. They cut. Is it Isa Gonzalez? The, the the one, the, like, the villainous daughter character, she was in it more. Mm. They cut her out a lot. Because a lot, and they cut the guy from It's Always Sunny and the guest, Lance Reddick, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Who is the director of Monarch, which is the company who researches the monsters. Apparently, Wingard, what he did was, he was like, we didn't really need any of these scenes because all they do is just kind of distinguish this mythology, which, like, this universe was building to Godzilla versus Kong, so, like, they can do more, but it's, like, why do all this unnecessary mythology? It's what, it's, going back to our boy Joss Whedon, it's why that one worked so well. It's because they didn't do, they set things up, but they also realized, like, this is the big one, mm -hmm. so we gotta stick the landing. Yeah. So they stuck the landing. So I'm, I'm glad that, because what happened was a lot of people were, like, with the Justice League thing where there was the mandate originally it was like it has to be 120 minutes so we can make the most money because they can only play it so many times in theaters if it's longer Ugh. so that's why that movie also suffered um but everyone was like oh my god warner brothers had it again when wingard was like no 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 that was my choice to make it 113 minutes they let me do what i wanted so it sounds like at least they are not I think a lot of the people with Joss Whedon were, were not at Warner Brothers anymore, so that's nice. Mm -hmm. There's some people who were there, but, like, a lot of the people who were problems, I think, left when they, like... So it sounds like they're a little bit more, like... They're not, like, you can only make your movie this much, and it's, like, when you do that, you're probably making the movie doomed to fail. You can't tell a movie can only be this much amount of time because every story is different. Yeah, I just think it's stupid. Yeah, but, like, it, so I'm glad that... Adam Wingard had the creative control enough to be able to be like, no, 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 we got to just make sure we're giving Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. And so I think it was the smart idea. And I think Gonzalez was like, I think she was kind of pissed off that she was cut out of that movie a little bit where like, but that also sounds like it's less anything and it's more just like i was in this movie more and i had more time and it's just they cut me out of it, which like. I mean, she still made the bag though. And that also like. I mean, if your shit that's in the movie doesn't make fit the movie, it's not you. It's just sometimes the director's just got to be like, I got to cut this out. Like, you know, you got to you got to make the movie as best as you can make it. Exactly. And that sometimes you might have a fucking monologue where you die in a car accident. Well, you're not in the movie anymore. No, just... I don't think that happened. No. In the movie. No. Could have. Could have. We it... but we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> um but what we like to do, Lou, last thing, is uh, I like to ask Nick, but I'll ask you, what was your favorite part 
of Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh, okay. Let me think. Let me think. And it can be a scene. It can be um, um it can be anything. Um, hmm, that's tough because there was a lot of good stuff in there. Probably the end, honestly, just because like the last, like the entire last battle. Well, not even the last battle, but the fact that, like, I don't know, Kong uh, didn't have a home in the beginning. And, oh, you like, mean the when, final, like... Yeah, like, like, when he's, like, he's home. Like, he's, yeah. he's home and he lets the little girl know in sign language, mm-hmm. like, this is my home now. And, like, I wanted that for him. Like, I wanted him to get home and find somewhere where he could really thrive and live. And, and he was happy there. Mm-hmm. And that made me happy. When Kong happy, Louie happy. So, that's gotta be my favorite part. Just because... He went through so much, mm-hmm. and he deserves that. No, he got his ass kicked, and he also he's a he's an old dude. Like yeah. he's, he's he's all old. He's like I'm too old for this and shit. And he's like these people came and they destroyed my home and like you know trapped me in a fucking dome. Exactly. Like now it's I can thrive up. and do what I want. Exactly. And you know what? I'll come back to Earth and I'll save you guys every once in a while. But I'm just gonna be here hanging. Yeah. And then you know Godzilla does the same thing he does every time. We're just like, all right, bye guys. No, my favorite thing Godzilla later, does is he he destroys an entire state. And then he just fucking goes to the otter. He's like, you guys can clean it up. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm out. See you later. Have See fun. See you guys next time. Um, no, that's a good one. Very, very fun. Very, yeah. yeah I, I did really like the ending. But um, honestly, because they set it up the whole time with the axe, and I told you, I turned you, I was like, yo, oh, yeah. yo, Godzilla is going to fire breathe into the axe, and they're going to use that. And I, when they did it, I was just like, yo, this movie literally knows how to be, like, just fan service. Just, like, fucking awesome. Yeah. No, it was epic. That was the movie. We it just, was it fucking was, epic. Yeah, no, and it, it was, um, obviously, it's, one, it's been a huge smash hit with, like, people just watching it on HBO Max and having a fun time. But, like, it also, like, low-key is saving movie theaters right now because it's, the third highest grossing movie this year, which it's not that long, but like it's made 285.8 million, which is like a lot, but like for a movie theaters, which haven't had movies out in the past, like year and a half. Thank God. Yeah. But, um, money. Fuck that. Uh, anyway, boo money, but, um, no Godzilla versus Kong. It's on HBO max. I think until the end of the month is the way they do it, where they give you like a month to watch it and then they'll, it's like a good amount of time. Well, though. then they try to push it on on demand where they want you to like spend yeah. a little more money to make more money and go see it in theaters if it's if you can. But um, which honestly, if I can get my vaccine before it's out of theaters, I would like to go see it in theaters. Yeah, it's it, definitely a good one for the theaters. Um, but uh, obviously trying to play it safe, so we watched on HBO Max and it and it was just as fun, just yeah. as exciting, and uh, highly recommend it from Lou and the Beef. Louie and the Beef. And I'm not Louis. gonna explain where the beef came from. Louis. Louie, Louie and the Beef. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. I mean, um, we usually do like a little small third, a little small segment, but um, I didn't prepare a pitch. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I think it was a pretty nice long beefy episode. I think episode. we had a pretty beefy episode. So yeah. I'm gonna close out with plugging, plugging. Well, wait. wait, why can't I plug myself? Because I'm gonna lead you into the. Oh, fine. All right. Um, yes. That's it. I want to thank Louie, my, lo- my, my lover, my, my partner, my, uh, my, what's the, what's the word? My, uh, my banter buddy. Yep. <laughs> um, for coming on and being the Nick of this week. Um, we're gonna have another friend of mine, Chad. You know Chad? Chad. Um, he's gonna come on next week to, uh, 
both talk about one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, but you'll find out next week what that is, and then also promote his, he actually just finished making a movie, and uh, pretty proud of the dude, so uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but uh, why doesn't Louie, because I know you're itching to do it, Yes. plug your pod. Oh, before I do, that was the one other thing we watched this week, I know I'm going all the way back to the first segment, but we watched Eric Andre's new movie, Bad Oh, Street, that was, yeah. And I yeah. fucking loved it, and oh. I love Eric Andre, and everybody go watch that movie. Anyway. It was, it was a, that, that one also was another time where it was like 90 or so minutes where like, I just, I forgot. It was so good. Like, that was, was so the, that was the comedy Godzilla versus Kong for us this yes, week. Yes, it was so great. Yeah. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Go Eric Andre. Um, you can follow me on all platforms at Louis Farted. I make some like pretty silly posts sometimes. Um, if you want to check that out. Um, and then yeah, if you like horror, um, we do actually sometimes talk about horror movies on our podcast, but we're mostly about actual horror subjects. It's called a very spooky podcast. Um, you can follow us on all platforms at a very spooky podcast aside from Twitter. That's mm-hmm. a V Spooky Podcast. Um, we just. Uh, we're currently wrapping up a series about uh, serial killer and uh, actually bastion of the horror genre because without him we would not have uh, Psycho, we wouldn't have uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, we wouldn't have um, Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. So if you really like horror movies, definitely check out our series on Ed Gein. Um, and next week we'll be doing um, an episode about haunted dolls. So if you're into like spooky stuff, come check out my pod. If you liked listening to me scream, then like come listen to me scream more. Yeah. I'm Louie. <laughs> now I'll plug our pod. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow us at Spoiler Alert. No, wait, that's not even our fucking... <laughs> Isn't it We Spoil Movies? Yeah, at We Spoil Movies uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, I let Louie plug their pod because I want them to help promote this episode so all the f- Spooky Pods fans that are over like there movies. come over here and listen to us. Two guys talk about movies. Yeah, us guys. Well, not you. You're... Somewhere in between. You're somewhere in between, but I'm talking about when, like, Nick gets back. No, I know, I know. But also, this isn't the only time you're going to be on in the next little bit, so you'll be back. Um, You can follow me at Beef Dubois. (laughs) Beef Dubois. Um, I tweet. And (laughs) the... uh, Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, Oh, give, give us... We'll give spoiler alert and a very spooky podcast five stars on Apple. Oh Podcasts. yes, of course. Rate us. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the people you don't like about us. Uh, maybe we'll be punishment for them. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, just get the word out because we are gonna. We're coming in hot. Okay. I'm keeping the momentum going without Nick. So. And this could be this could be proof that maybe Nick won't. Maybe we'll have to cut Nick out if if this if this works out more than. Is Nick gonna get cut out of the movie? Yes. <laughs> no, um, but uh, I miss you, Nick. You'll be back, but we're going to hold down the fort, and we will be back next week with uh, another guest. So, Woo! Uh, thanks again, Lou, for coming on. and being... Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, you live with me, so you couldn't go that far. Yeah. But, uh, couldn't avoid it. But yeah, um, with that, I'm Eric. And I'm Louie. And uh, remember... Spoiler alert! Is that is that your closeout? It is now. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Bye. Good day.
Sie sagen.